Hey there, my name is Hamsha, an alum of the Pathways to Education program, and you're listening to Intro, a podcast that brings career-building conversations out of cafes and corner offices out into the open for everyone to learn from. This podcast is produced and made possible by Pathways to Education Canada, a national charity breaking the cycle of poverty through education. Its award-winning program is creating positive social change by supporting youth living in low-income communities to overcome barriers to education, graduate from high school, and build the foundation for a successful future. Today, we're introducing Abdul El Basith to Alan Lau, the co-founder and CEO of Wattpad. Abdul moved to Toronto from Bangladesh as a sixth grader and is passionate and curious about tech, business, and startup culture. Like me, he is a Pathways alum, and today works at Pathways to Education as a solutions architect. We asked Abdul if he could sit down to talk career paths with absolutely anyone. Who would that be? His first choice, Alan Lau. So we made it happen. Alan co-founded Wattpad in 2006 right here in Canada, and it has since grown into a global multimedia entertainment powerhouse. Today, it boasts 100 million users worldwide, and in May of 2021, was acquired for an estimated $750 million. In today's episode, Abdul and Alan talk about the ups and downs of life as an entrepreneur, their experiences as immigrants, parents' career expectations, how to earn trust with managers and coworkers, and so much more. Let's listen in. Alan, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. And uh, I've actually got a whole bunch of questions about your career path that I want to get into right away. So if you're good with that, we can jump into it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for inviting me. I kind of want to rewind back to some of more of your earlier life. I know you immigrated to Canada when you were pretty young. Uh, I think it was 19, if I, if I remember correctly. Like myself, I'm an immigrant as well. How do you think, you know, that immigrant experience influenced your career path? And if there's any advice that you can give to your young self, uh, what would it be? Yeah, I think the uh, that's, that's a very good question. Um, I, I came to Canada um, weeks before my 19th birthday and I finished high school in Hong Kong at that time. So um, I kind of parachuted into a completely new environment, both culturally and academically. And there were so many different adjustments and new things I had to learn, uh, let alone the language, you know. Uh, There were so many barriers uh, in the early days when I moved to Canada. And I I think that partially pushed me to to become an uh, engineer. Not not saying I didn't like it, but that's uh, one more reason to to push me towards that direction is because as an engineer, you most of the time you work by yourself, you look at the the, the screen, you don't have to talk to anyone, you know, Uh, all those uh, barriers or hurdles that I talk about would not be as impactful or negatively impactful to to me. And and also fits my personality. I I was... um, very introverted. So uh, in a way, sounds like it's the right profession for me at that time. So if you were to kind of go back to your 19-year-old self, you know, after all this experience that you've had, uh, what would be something that you would tell yourself just coming right into Canada? 
Yeah, I think of course there were many lessons, but um, in in this context, I think the most important lesson that I learned was perhaps I should be a little bit more outgoing. Life is uh, more than uh, calculus or uh, building silicon or writing software. While it worked well for that stage of my life, one thing I realized at a later stage of my life is. I have to pick up other skills. Like people skill is a very, very important asset that I built over time. And uh, I, I, I wish I wasn't as introverted at that time. You know, if I had been a little bit more outgoing, outspoken, uh, mingle with people a little bit more, I, I probably would have saved uh, me a few years of uh, of learning from that perspective. Coming as an as an immigrant, you know, first generation immigrant here. Parents have a lot of expectations from you. You know, how did you go about navigating through that, those expectations, and you know, really going into entrepreneurship, you know, full time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think I have to be very grateful. My parents at time when I was young, they were not acting like typical tiger parents. I had、um, a lot of freedom to pursue my dream. They may not like it, you know. I I think they. Even today, they still worry if I can make it, right?、Uh, but it's a worry, not an instruction that I have to follow. You know,、um, they share with me their, their concerns, but I was able to pursue my dream, right? To to say I, I'm super grateful for that, and、uh, at the same time, you know,、um, you know yourself more than your your parents.、Right? You know what makes you happy. You know what. You're passionate about, and uh, I think uh, when you choose your career or what you study at in school, and that has to take into consideration because the last thing anyone wants would be spending eight hours plus per day working on something that you really, really, really hate.、Uh, one thing that Jamo at me loud and clear: if you love what you do,、uh, th- this is not not work. It's not like someone. Forcing you to do this. If you enjoy what you are doing, you can just keep going and going and going.、Um, you you don't you don't need to retire. <laughs> yeah, I know. I want to kind of talk a little bit more about that. You know, if you love what you do, I know a lot of young folks、um, that may be listening to this, or anyone who may be listening to this. You know, coming to the realization of figuring out what you love to do could be a journey on its own, right? I wanted to ask you, how did you come to realization that you want to make an impact in the web? People socialize in the in the way people、um, tell stories. How did you come to the realization that that is what you want to do? It took me two other companies before I started WordPress, so it it took a while even for me to to figure out. You know, it's constant self reflection, and you know yourself the best. You you know what you enjoy, and you know what is agonizing to you, what what you don't like to do, and over time. As you know a bit more about yourself,、uh, as you learn a bit more, you you will figure out what you really enjoy, and that's why sometimes I I don't even want to use the word career, vocation perhaps is the right way to describe right,、um, because、uh, work sometimes has that negative connotation. Oh, you have to go to work. Oh, oh, it's Monday. You have to go to work. No, shouldn't feel that way. And、uh, perhaps I'm very lucky. I I was able to find my path.、Uh, not everyone would be that lucky. Some people may take 
10, 20, 30 years before they find what they are really passionate about. But I'm a strong believer that uh, you should do as much as possible. You should do whatever you enjoy. You should do what you are passionate about because if you enjoy doing it, you would make a much more effort on it and the results would, would come. It would be like a flywheel that you would just feed on itself. You know, so you've had experience, you know, as, a, as an entrepreneur. So what is the worst part of building a company and that, that nobody expects when they start to build a company? I think being an entrepreneur or starting a company have been so heavily romanticized in, in the world right now that uh, people only see the success, the glory, the um, excitement. People don't understand uh, that's only 1% of the time. 99% of the time, I have to say, is uh, I have to deal with crap. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the failures, the product is not working. You know, people are complaining. People are not signing up. You, you name it. For most companies, you spend most of the time dealing with problems. And that's the uh, perhaps uh, less so shiny side that most people don't see. And uh, we also have to remember nine, perhaps even 95% uh, of the companies uh, would not be successful. And that's just the fact and, and the reality. So you, you have to deal with a lot of failures, a lot of challenges. And if, if you're not okay with that, then perhaps entrepreneurship is, is not the right thing for you uh, because whether the company would make it is always a question mark, always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like there's a lot of things that you may have to sacrifice to get to a, a level of success that you want with your company or even in your personal life. Uh, so I just want to ask, you know, what are some of the things that you found yourself that you had to sacrifice to get to where you are right now? Um, I, w- I would say um, perhaps it's the stability of having a a stable job, you know, uh, this is something that's as an entrepreneur, you, you kind of have to sacrifice you. You don't know whether you would make it tomorrow. You, you don't know what the future is like, uh, even though you have the strong vision of the company, but there's no guarantee. And, uh, at the same time, you know, it could be frightening for the first time entrepreneur. I've spoke to many first-time entrepreneurs, they, they have that type of anxiety and the uncontrollable nature of the future, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, after a while, you get used to it, you know, you get immune to it. And perhaps I, I also realized, you know, um, my startups, uh, uh, plural, <laughs> might fail over and over again, but uh, the, the startup community would not fail. You can just keep trying until it becomes successful. How does someone go about earning your trust uh, personally when when it comes to you know business life whatever it may be? It takes time. No one can build a relationship in five minutes, and especially in the uh, post COVID or during the pandemic is is an order of magnitude higher because we are all on Zoom, you know, digitally. That's how our brain. Uh, function you know we um, uh, we to build rapport we need that body language you know I'm, I'm not 
making this happen. You know, there, there's there's some science behind this. There, there were uh, quite a few articles talk about this on digital. We just can't cannot absorb the body language as good as we we uh, like in person. So um, the the one thing that uh, um, uh, about earning trust is is time and and solving problems together for example work on something together then we know um how that person think uh what the values are i think that's also a very important point you know uh, uh, to to earn the trust i have to know the the, the value system of that person uh, they uh, the value system of the other person might not be identical to me, and that's perfectly okay. There's, you can find a, uh, a twin. No one will share the identical value uh, exactly as, as you. But are they aligned? Are they compatible? I think that's also a very, very important point. Because at the end of the day, when, when you have to trust someone, it's not about the, 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 uh, the quantitative. It's about the qualitative. And qualitative is all, all about the value system. I agree. Alan, uh, thank you again for so much. Thank you so much for like, you know just sitting down with me and having this conversation. There was so much in our conversation that I think our listeners can appreciate hearing. It's been really helpful to uh, to talk with you, and it means a lot to us that you took your time, you know, from your busy schedule, and to you know sit with us and have this conversation. So, on behalf of Pathways to Education and everyone listening, uh, thank you so much. Well, thanks again for inviting me. Thanks for listening to this first ever episode of Intro. For a transcript of this episode in English and French, visit pathwaystoeducation.ca slash intro. While you're there, tell us what you thought of the episode and let us know what you'd like to hear more of in future episodes. If you enjoyed the show, share it with a friend or give us a review on your favorite podcast app. Also, learn more and consider supporting Pathways to Education at pathwaystoeducation.ca. This podcast was created and produced by Pathways to Education Canada's Learning Lab, where innovators come together to create and share technology that directly improves the lives of young people. A special thanks to this episode's host, Abdul Al Basith, and our guest, Alan Lau. Production support by Black Belt Productions. And thank you for listening.